1: Local news, national news, even feel-good news, delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's
2: why I listen to Joe. He covers it all.
1: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO.
2: Now, we just discussed this a a few weeks ago. We were talking about whether or not you'd be willing to take up arms uh, against our own government. And there was a surprising majority of, of Americans. It was surprising to me, at least majority of Americans uh, and certainly a majority of Republicans who said they'd be willing to take up arms against the United States. Uh, and I just in, in my mind, I, I just really couldn't come up with a whole lot of scenarios under which I would take up arms against the United States, I would take up arms if there was an invasion of the united states if if suddenly someone was you know trying to kick down my door, I would certainly take up arms against someone like that, but taking up arms against my my own government uh I, you know I'd be that i I could not at the time imagine a scenario under which our government would do something that I would find so repulsive that I would take up arms uh, until today. Until this very moment, what I'm going to unpack for you here, I feel quite confident that many of us would take up arms against our our own government if they were to do something like this. A powerful bureaucrat from the European Union who is also on the World Economic Forum— has called on governments around the world to stop trying to explain the science of vaccines to their citizens and to start using the military to vaccinate the public instead. Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh, oh, yeah. I, I would be cleaning my 45s right now. I probably should be cleaning my 45s right now anyway. The EU's European Research Council President Maria Lepton argues that trying to explain to citizens why they should get vaccinated was a failure during the COVID pandemic. You know, because we can be stubborn about things like that. Lepton declared that governments should stop trying to convince the public to take the vaccines and just call in the military and the religious establishment. Uh, uh. So in my in my mind, the religious establishment, I would I would think would stand up for individual liberties and not getting the, the vaccines. They're talking about a different religion than than what is mostly practiced in the United States. And I'll get to that coming up in a second. On this same panel of quote experts, and they are experts, but they're they're experts Whew, they're ex- well, let me just tell you who's on the panel. The Moderna CEO is on the panel. Another World Economic Forum Executive Committee member is on the panel. The former CEO of Bill Gates' uh, company, uh, nonprofit Gavi, and co-creator of COVAX, and Harvard's Michelle Williams are all on the panel. So we got Bill Gates, his representative, the Moderna CEO, and an academic from Harvard, and a couple of World Economic Forum executives. They believe that the science behind the vaccines shouldn't be explained, and members of the public should instead be railroaded into taking the injection by their governments. Vaccination campaigns shouldn't be carried out with informed consent. Instead, they should be forced onto populations by manipulative or coercive means. They cite as one example, Bhutan. Bhutan, South Asian nation, leveraged the influence of the religious establishment to pressure the public. Well, the top religion in Bhutan is Buddhism. So evidently, Buddhism, Buddhist leaders were more than willing to step up and insist that everybody get the shot in Bhutan, which, by the way, has a population of about 700,000. We in the United States have a population of roughly 340 million. Getting 700,000 people to roll up their sleeves is quite a bit different than getting 300 million, 300, you know, 40 million people to roll up their sleeves. They cited another example of Portugal saying that they had an army general, retired army general that was tasked with getting everybody in the country the COVID vaccine. And they declared it as a war. They declared a war on COVID. So he treated the country as his troops and he rallied the troops. He said, we're, gonna, we're doing it for patriotism effectively. We're going to fight this together. We're going to fight a war together, the war against COVID. And he, uh, th- th- this World Economic Forum member now says that Portugal uh, led the planet, certainly led Europe when it comes to the percentage of vaccinated people. Now, this comes as literally in the same day. A new peer-reviewed study confirms that natural immunity to COVID nineteen provides far greater protection from the virus than the mRNA vaccines. I'm gonna. Re- I don't like to repeat things. I'm gonna repeat that. Not for effect. I just want to make sure you understood what I just said. A new peer-reviewed study confirms that natural immunity to COVID nineteen—that is the immunity the. Immune properties inside your own body. The immune system inside your own body provides far greater protection from COVID than the mRNA vaccines. This was taken from a pool of 329,000 people. People who received a vaccine were nearly five times as likely as the naturally immune to test positive for COVID-19 during the Delta era, and 1.1 times as likely to test positive for COVID-19 during the Omicron era. Natural immunity is more effective than the vaccines. And then I've shared with you, day after day after day, the negative effects of the vaccines. And all of, the, all of the studies that we have now that, that, that prove that the early naysayers, the early doubters were the ones who were spot on. And to the extent that we as a society thought that they were nutty butters, that they were paranoid, uh, we society owe them an apology. Because the early nutty butters people who refused the vaccine uh, were, were people, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, that, that had the, the, the right idea. Now, your mileage may vary as to whether or not the vaccine was good for you or bad for you. As an example, I am immunocompromised. I don't have a spleen. I, I, you know, I had cancer. I have cancer. Um, had cancer when I was 15 years old. And, and then I have a chronic cancer today, which, which means you know I'm not going to die of it. It's, a, it's chronic, not acute. Um, so, you know, your mileage may vary when it comes to getting a vaccine. My, my doctor literally called me and said, hey, I need you to come down to the office to get this vaccine. I said, okay, that's fine, I will. Uh, and I did, I got the two-shot Moderna vaccine, uh, but I have not had a single follow-up shot, not a single booster, nothing. I did, have, I, I did contract COVID one time and uh, this was before President Biden shut down the ability to get the monoclonal antibodies in the state of Florida. So I, I swung my car over to Camping World Stadium parking lot and got a uh, free, someone paid for it, taxpayers, or, uh, but I got a free uh, monoclonal antibody treatment and my symptoms literally lasted one day and they were mild at best. And to the best of my knowledge, I've not had COVID since. So I, I want your take on this at 844580 WDBO. It's 8445809326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app as the European Union and the World Economic Forum are saying, "It's time to stop explaining the science to, to citizens. I don't know what kind of country you live in. European Union, World Economic Forum guy, but that's not how we do things in the United States. It better not be how we do things in the United States. We better still have the right in the United States to reject a medical treatment that we don't think is safe. A medical treatment that we don't think is effective. We better still have that right. And and so help me. I promise you, I'm not the only one who would say that would be a triggering event, if you will, for taking up arms against the United States. If you try to get all of us together and force us into a line, force vaccines into our arms. I think you're going to have a, uh, a boat ton of problems for whatever administration would think that's a good idea, be it left, right, or otherwise. If you try to force vaccines upon us, it was one thing you know, that our companies, for a lot of us, our companies forced the vaccines upon us. Because of pressure from the United States government, but it's another altogether when it's when it is the government, you know, rounding us up. I I, I I I abhor when people make comparisons to the Holocaust. I there is no there is no comparison to the Holocaust. So I'll tread lightly as I say, you know, I can just picture governments putting people in you know cattle guards. And lining them up through like 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 cattle, putting them on trains to vaccination centers where they're gonna be forced at gunpoint to have the vaccination put in their arm without informed consent, without saying, Yes, I agree to this. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yes, please, I'll take the shot. Two, please. Crying babies, crying adults, people saying, No, please, oh God, no, please don't vac. I don't want that shot. Government agents stabbing you against your will, injecting into your body against your will, that is, that is civil war part two in the United States if that happens. I guarantee it. 844-580-WDBO. 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. My name is Joe Kelly. I'm so glad to be back with you. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Look for the Joe Kelly Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. If you ever miss a minute of the Joe Kelly Show, you can listen to your heart's content Uh, The Joe Kelly Show podcast will continue with your comments coming up. Plus, the stories that you missed while you're at work today.
1: Hear that? Spring is back. And so is church's seafood. With a flavorful fish sandwich or classic shrimp basket. Each starting at just $3.99. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's news and talk.
3: Hey Joe, with respect to these EU bureaucrats in Brussels, it's funny, remember um, Brexit, the UK's exit from the EU, which really hasn't actually happened all yet, which was uh, approved like five, six years ago in the UK, um, all the Democrats in the US were very much against that. They're big time in favor of Brussels and centralized
1: bureaucracies, and that's what you get. Stepping out of the office elevator... And enter today's top stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work.
2: CNN had the report earlier this morning that a man suspected of shooting three Palestinian college students in Vermont pleads not guilty he's being held without bond. Israel News reports that Cotter announced a deal has been reached to extend the ceasefire and hostage release deal by two days. Uh, you heard it just moments ago with Laura Lee uh, and CNN had this story four hours ago. Former President Jimmy Carter Expected to attend the memorial service of his wife Rosalind Carter on Tuesday. Uh, man, that is a heartbreaking story. It, that breaks my heart to see uh, f- frail uh, old Jimmy Carter uh, there at his his wife's funeral. I think a lot of us probably all are of the same mindset that those two have been together for so long. We we hear these stories time and time again that you can die of a broken heart, and that that Jimmy Carter's uh, passing probably won't be too long. After Rosalind, fr- frankly, I'm a little surprised that he's lasted as long as he has, and I and I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form as a shot at Jimmy Carter. I just know how long that he and Rosalind Carter were together, and uh, I know that they their deep, deep faith in God. And uh, you know, he was a, a dreadful president, but he he was a he was a pretty good former president and a and a great elder statesman. Uh, I know that uh, in in recent years, you know he he had some choice words about Donald Trump that a lot of people disliked. Uh, but boy, just a, a prayer for Jimmy Carter as he has got to attend the the funeral of his his lifetime sweetheart. That's that just breaks my heart uh, MSNBC had the report uh, the uh, that according to the Red Cross, eleven hostages currently are on their way to Israeli territory, uh, and that is the the latest of uh, stories that you may have missed today while you were at work. My name is Joe Kelly, and we are talking about the this World economic Forum bureaucrat who uh, thinks that that we should stop trying to explain the science to each nation's respective citizens and instead start using the military to vaccinate the public instead what do you think hey
4: joe public health is the basis for civilization as we know it for any group of people so if there was actually a deadly virus not not covid but something really really deadly something worse i think it would be reasonable to mandate vaccines um if it meant if if people didn't get them, then they then like civilization wouldn't exist. That type of pandemic.
2: All right, so you're talking about like Planet of the Apes type disease, right? Because I can't think of another scenario where that would make sense. But uh, if if anybody has watched any of the Planet of the Apes movies, uh, particularly the the most recent trilogy, uh, if if that kind of a disease was spreading and it was going to lead to the end of civilization as we know it. Uh, Frankly, even at that point, I would be in favor of let those who want to be vaccinated get vaccinated. Let those who want to turn the world over to monkeys, uh, let let not get vaccinated. Yeah, no, if they name one of the test subjects Caesar, I'm out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Caesar was the lead monkey that did all the talking. Uh, So, yeah. Joe,
0: I would just like to see the World Economic Forum member uh, spew that tripe i don't know in the midwest in montana in even in texas and i would just love to see the outcome of that
2: yeah i don't think that'd go over real well to be honest with you I'd, i think people would have a hard time with that hey
0: joe if you think you need to clean your 45s you definitely need to clean your 45s yeah i got a buddy who works for ups he says you cannot believe the amount of ammo that comes through his depot every day. And it's increased exponentially since Biden got in office. And trust me, he can see those boxes. They say ammo and he hates them because they're so heavy. Yep. The American public knows what's going on and they're gearing up.
2: Well, I, I, think, I think a lot of that is fear of outlawing ammo, fear of outlawing some of the guns that we have. Uh, more so than a, than a fear that we're going to have to take up arms against our own government. At least I hope the I hope that's the case. You know our our I hope our better angels are are uh, overpowering our our lesser demons in that scenario. My name is Joe Kelly. We'll continue uh, coming up next. Kyle Rittenhouse is being prepped for a career as a GOP political powerhouse. We'll unpack that for you next.
1: This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. In-depth segments on topics that matter to Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO.
0: I love your show every night. You're doing great, bud.
2: You know, I've never really talked about this guy before, not in, not in great length, but I have a very low opinion of Kyle Rittenhouse. Very low opinion of him. Look, I get, I get that when he was on the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin... Uh, Now, uh, almost three years ago, I get that in the moments leading up to him discharging his rifle and uh, killing two people and injuring a third, I get and I accept and I uh, appreciate that he was defending his life. I understand that that, that he felt an immediate uh, threat to his life and had to discharge his rifle. I get that. What I don't get and what I don't appreciate is the fact that that Kyle Rittenhouse was even there in the first place. Uh, He had no business being there. He crossed state lines to go to a community that wasn't his uh, just so he could pretend like he was a cop. He is a high school dropout wannabe cop uh, who is is known uh, since the fact, since his acquittal uh, of being a liar, and I'll elaborate coming up in a minute. But he's got a new book out called Acquitted. And it is, uh, it's currently 21,485th uh, in the Amazon store of, of books. So it's not quite into the top 10. It's 21,000th 20, on the list, the, the book acquittal. And at, while it says it was written by Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, it most certainly was not written by Kyle Rittenhouse. Again, high school dropout, probably not going to be writing a lot of books. Uh, he uh, is co-authored by two other people, including a uh, a guy who is a former Capitol Hill staffer and a former uh, newspaper reporter. <clears throat> so these are who, who really wrote the book. Uh, and those who have read it, uh, I will not be one. Those who have read it, by the way, you can get it for nine dollars. Uh, the the hard copy is is uh, nine dollars right now, if you want to get that. <clears throat> for those who have read it, they say it's less about what happened leading up to uh, the incidents in on the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, and more about uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's you know, grander view. And people are saying that based upon this book, he's being prepped for a career as a GOP political powerhouse, which to me is is laughable. Uh, it It is insane. It is uh, a terrible idea. Um, first of all, he's 20 years old, so he, he can't even he can't run for Congress. Um, you got to be 25 to run for Congress. He can't run for Congress. Uh, he could, though, he lives in Texas now. He could uh, run for the state house in Texas. He could run for state office in Texas or uh, municipal office in Texas. But he uh, um, the, the, the book published uh, uh, acquitted. They're saying it's less about him sharing his experience and more about Republicans trying to launch him into political a uh, political career. He says that his appearance with Tucker Carlson and palling around with uh, GOP money men shows that he's appear likely to be preparing the country for an eventual political debut. Now, for those who don't recall the history, he was found not guilty of murder in 2020 after he shot three men. He killed two. Citizens were protesting the shooting of Jacob Black, a black man shot by police. You might recall his very ugly crying face at trial. Most of us have ugly crying faces, to be fair. But he had been amongst a group of armed People who said they were there to protect businesses from the protesters. So he deliberately inserted himself into a community he didn't belong because he wanted to he wanted to play play cop. He wanted to put on, you know, to to carry around his cool gun. Yet we all have cool guns like that. I mean, he was there looking for trouble and he found it. And while I agree. With his acquittal, I, I think the guy's an utter ding-dong. And I'm embarrassed that Republicans would be courting this guy in any way, shape, or form. And I, remarkably, people look up to this guy as a hero. I was reading through some of the, some of the comments on his, on his book, and I wonder if any of these people have actually ever read the book uh someone says uh very informative i'll be buying this book when available (laughs) thanks kyle rittenhouse for everything a great read kyle is a brave man um great book poor kid defended himself went through hell god bless you kyle you did what you had to do to survive i'll be looking for a gofundme page and we'll give Comes across as easy and conversational with a good friend. Very informative. I'll be buying the book. It's just, I I do not understand how people look up to this guy. You know, Tucker Carlson followed him around and followed him around during his trial uh, to do a documentary on him. And this was against the advice of Kyle Rittenhouse's counsel. I I guess my question for you is, do, do you see Kyle Rittenhouse as a hero? I mean, I I will be the first to admit that in in the last, you know, eight seconds, last 10 seconds of what went down on the streets of Kenosha, it was kill or be killed for for Kyle Rittenhouse. I totally get that. It was kill or be killed because he put himself in that situation. I mean, the first rule of self-defense is you don't put yourself in situations where you have to use self-defense. You avoid those kinds of situations. He didn't avoid the situation. He put himself in the middle of it. He went there for the express purpose of shooting people. And he got what he wanted. He got to shoot three people. He got to kill two people. I'm a concealed handgun licensee. I've got a rifle very much like his. I uh, I love my guns. But he this guy is not a hero. P- prove to me otherwise. Tell me where I'm wrong. 844-580-WDBO. 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. We're also talking about the World Economic Forum, saying that it is time to stop explaining the science of the vaccine to citizens and instead to start using the military to vaccinate the public instead. We'll get more of those comments for you as well coming up in just a few minutes. Stay with us here. You're listening to The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO.
1: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO.
2: Kyle Rittenhouse has a new book out now. It's called Acquitted. And uh, in, in the book, it's really more about him preparing the country for an eventual political debut. At least that's the belief. Uh, he's being prepped uh, for a career as a GOP political powerhouse. Uh, I, I think he uh, should, should fade into obscurity, into oblivion. I don't think he is worthy of the praise that so many people are willing to heap upon him. Uh, is he a, a, a hero or not? I, I'd love to hear your arguments for, for how this guy is a hero. I
4: guess it doesn't matter that he was there helping a friend that owned the business... Where he was at. He wasn't just walking down
2: the street.
4: But I guess that don't matter to you, does it? Huh, Joe?
2: <laughs> like, I can't hear you. Uh, actually, yes, he was walking down the street. That's exactly what he was doing at the time that he was engaged with those uh, three ne'er-do-wells, uh, three of whom he shot, two of whom he killed. Uh, in no uncertain terms, the people that had, that attacked him, I mean, these guys had long criminal records and and they were bad dudes. They were similarly armed, which is why I say in those final moments, those final seconds, Kyle Rittenhouse is absolutely right uh, to, de- to defend himself. He just shouldn't have been there. By the way, Kyle Rittenhouse agrees with me. Kyle Rittenhouse says in hindsight it was probably not the best idea to go to Kenosha during the night of civil unrest in which he fatally shot two people. He recognizes it now in hindsight that it was a dumb idea. And it was. It was a dumb idea. I would have known it was a dumb idea before pulling it off. But he, being a 17-year-old at the time... His brain is not fully formed. He wasn't even old enough to legally own the firearm that he had. I don't know if you know this, but a a friend of his made a straw purchase, which is illegal. A friend of his purchased the rifle for him. His friend that bought him him the rifle had more criminal charges against him, uh, at least convictions, than Kyle Rittenhouse did. Yep.
1: It really is debatable to say that Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been out there on the streets of Kenosha. At what point do you give the okay that enough people are doing bad things to neighborhoods that someone should be out there protecting or not?
2: There's crimes that take place uh, every night in downtown Orlando. There are violent crimes that take place every every day, every weekend in Chicago. Should we all just pack up and say, all right, it's time. Let's go to Chicago and become our own vigilante law enforcers. And that's what he was. He was a vigilante law enforcer. Uh, he deputized himself to, to take the law into his own hands. I I, 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 don't, I don't see, I, I don't hear anybody making the argument that this guy's a hero.
4: How do you know he went there to shoot people and kill people? Did he tell you? No, he didn't. You're just making up stuff. Just That's what Joe Biden does. You're starting to sound like Joe Biden now.
2: I know you're trying really hard to insult me. I know you are. And, and a valiant effort to say I'm starting to sound like Joe Biden. Uh, look, I call balls and strikes here. I, I call it how I see it. Uh, and and he, he had no business going. He just absolutely none. Of course he went. You don't take a rifle to a, a, a riot to not shoot someone. I mean, if he went there to keep the peace, you, you go there with a Bible. You go there with your hands open. You, you go there with, I, this is going to sound totally liberal, but let me just finish this sentence. You go there with hugs, not with a firearm. If you bring a firearm to a riot, of course, you're going there to shoot people. Of course you are.
3: Were there other men that uh, he shot? Were they from Kenosha, or were they from somewhere
2: else? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that's relevant. Where the victims were from, and I don't know how that makes the argument that uh, that Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. I have yet to hear anybody argue that Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. That Kyle Rittenhouse should be put on a pedestal and and cherished and worshipped. I, I I mean, this guy, after after so he's a high school dropout, and then he lies. He moves to Texas, lies, and says he's going to Texas A&M University. Texas A&M University says, nope, he has not enrolled in our school, hasn't even applied at our school. Then he said he was going to a, a community college. The community college released a statement saying, nope, he's not going to here either. Rittenhouse just keeps lying uh, about who he is high school dropout uh, he had all kinds of social media posts saying that he wanted to be a cop he was in the police internment in internship program when he was a teenager he was 17 when he grabbed a rifle and went to kenosha he's not a hero absolutely not a hero and, and i i wouldn't vote for him on any ballot whatsoever
1: the joe kelly show on wdbo from the Bogan Munz & Munz WDBO Traffic Center. Auto accident? Choose Bogan Munz & Munz.
0: Well, heavy delays now. I-4 westbound from before Parr Street through downtown onto the 408 eastbound, and then that continues to be bumper-to-bumper past 436. Slowing on the 408 westbound from before the turnpike onto the turnpike northbound. And that continues all the way to 429 as you make that transition to 429 southbound. Having tech issues? No worries. Visit Refresh Computers, Central Florida's budget computer store. Visit Refresh Computers in Longwood or at RefreshComputers.net. From the WDBO Triple Team Traffic Center, I'm Paul Cross.
1: This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk connected to our community talk local issues and events with joe kelly use the open mic in the wdbo app and let joe know what interests you the joe kelly show on wdbo
2: awesome oh, i was just looking through the wdbo app a second ago because we got so many great things that you can sign up to win right now in the wdbo app including tickets to see the rolling stones when they come to camping world stadium june 3rd paul paul don't walk away get back here paul Set your butt back down in your chair. We've got video and I can see Paul walk away. You do not walk away when I start talking about the Rolling Stones.
0: I didn't know you were. As soon as you said the Rolling Stones, I got to my door and I told my bladder to hang on and I turned around.
2: Okay, so here – I want you guys to guess. So (laughs) if anybody who's watching the video saw me laughing uh, just a few minutes ago is I saw who the sponsor is for the Rolling Stones tour. Uh, would you care to take a guess or do you know who the sponsor is for the tour for the Rolling Stones? Paul, you know? I, I,
0: know, I know what it is. So, You'd think it would Laurel- be like Metamucil or something, who- but I know what it is.
2: Laurel, take a guess. Who do you think the sponsor is for the Rolling Stones Yeah, tour? I thought it
4: was going to be some old person something. Oh, Venture it is. Cream or- oh, it is
2: some old person something. Uh, Greg, do you know who it is? I'm going to go with uh, Centrum Vitamins. The, uh, the, again, a good <laughs> guess. Centrum Vitamins would have made sense. Viagra probably would have made sense. Uh, the Rolling Stones Hackney Diamonds Tour is sponsored by AARP. The American. But Institute. see, I
0: was getting AARP stuff when I turned 50. That's right. So it's like they're like, Twenty five years beyond oh, yeah. AARP. I mean,
2: they're like platinum members of AARP. They should be. They should be.
0: You know, sponsored by depends.
2: Yes, right. You know, it's, <laughs> oh my gosh, or, or or whoever makes the artificial hips. You know those yeah, kinds right. of those kinds of things. But God bless a man. The, uh, you know, I'm sure. Not that AARP was around when the Rolling Stones got started, but if you had explained to a very young Mick Jagger. That eventually you're going to be still touring, and you're going to be sponsored by an American organization that represents liberal old people uh, for your concert tour. I bet a young Mick Jagger would have been would have would have been just stunned by that. Anyhow, all that to say. If you want to win free tickets to see the Rolling Stones tour brought to you by AARP at Camping World Stadium coming up on June 3rd, uh, just go to the WDBO app and you can sign up to win those tickets there. That's, that's pretty cool. All right. So if you're, if you're just joining us, I, I know in the last half hour, uh, I made, I made the, the, the right kind of angry. Now let me make the left angry. Um, U.S. Customs and Border Protection employees are now required to use gender-neutral language when addressing border crossers. This, according to documents that have been, been obtained by the Heritage Foundation. The direction seeks to facilitate, quote, effective communication with members of the LGBTQ community as well as non-binary and gender non-conforming individuals. I, so, okay, TIL, today I learned... So, you're telling me that non binary and gender non conforming individuals don't fall under the LGBTQ plus community? Right, Sorry, so now we know that. Now, get this Customs and Border Patrol agents, employees, are prohibited from using the following pronouns they cannot say he, or him, or she or her they can't say mister or misses they can't say sir or ma'am not until they learn more about an individual they are also barred from labeling lgbtqi plus people based on how they look or sound before they know how they identify. So they're not allowed to make judgments. If they see a woman standing in front of them in a dress with a five o'clock shadow, they're not allowed to make an assumption that that's a dude. The document reads, this guidance should be used by all CBP employees who encounter members of the public in the course of their job duties, including but not limited to law enforcement, trade, human resources, public liaisons, and others. The documents offer examples of how to ask about one's preferred pronouns. You can state, quote, I would like to be respectful. What name and pronoun would you like me to use when addressing you, according to the document? Can you even believe this? We have a full-on invasion of our country taking place every single day on our southern border. A partial invasion taking place on our northern border. We don't have the foggiest idea who is coming into the United States. We don't know if they're terrorists. We don't know if they're Chinese spies. We don't know if they're here to kill people. We don't know if they're here to be part of the illicit drug trade. We don't know if they're human traffickers. We don't know if they are rapists and murderers that have been let out of jails in their home countries. But we have to coddle them as they come across the border. And we have to make sure that we don't insult them or hurt their feelings by using the wrong pronouns. You know, there are some days I am so proud of America. And there are some days like today in which I am so embarrassed of America. America. I am so embarrassed by this Biden administration. I, it, it is bad enough that we have opened the floodgates at our borders. It's bad enough that the Biden administration lies about it and says that our border is secure. The, the Biden administration looks us in the eyes, telling us, no, the border is fine. The border is secure. while we all know what we see with our own eyes, that it is wide open. It's bad enough that we have an invasion taking place in the United States right now. But that we have to coddle immigrants of all kinds by not insulting them with their pronouns. I'm just mortified for our country today, tonight. Eight four four five eight zero WDBO. It's eight four four five eight zero nine three two six. You can use the open mic in the WDBU app with your thoughts. Let's go to Robert in Orlando first. Hey, Robert, you're on the Joe Kelly Show. How are you? I'm doing fine. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, I was great. Thanks for asking. How about yours?
3: I was pretty good. I was pretty good. Glad to hear it. I, I just wanna. I just want to want to make a comment about the TCA uh, rules, TSA, actually. And uh, as far as myself, my comment, I disagree. I mean, they do whatever they want, but I disagree what they're doing. That's my comment on that. Uh, the comment on the hostages that are being released, I think that is a little... Uh, tricky because you don't know if the Hamas are getting infiltrated as a hostage and try to actually go somewhere that they're going to be more useful. And my last comment is the Kyle situation. How come a police officer don't see a guy going to a riot with a rifle?
2: Hide him. I, I don't know. Well, I, I, How know. could you go? So let me defend Kyle Rittenhouse for a second. I mean, in America, you, you're allowed to have, you are you know, you're allowed to carry a rifle. You're allowed to carry a gun as long as it's visible, uh, particularly a long gun. In most states, that's legal to carry a long gun, uh, uh, you know, as, as long as you're not using it illegally. And, and he was not using it illegally. But you're right. The police saw him. Uh, there are photographs of him walking past police officers, and I'm, and, and he wasn't. I'm talking,
3: yeah, I'm talking about the intent. You, you know what I'm trying to say. If I, I you, do, like you said.
2: I you do, but you, but you can't, to, you can't judge someone's intent just by seeing them carrying a gun. I mean, we, we, uh, we If you are carrying a gun into
1: a
3: riot, the intent is very provable. I mean, if you carrying a gun to a place that you in the park, walking at nighttime, it's different. Yeah. But to walk into the, a riot with a gun, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I look. The, I think yeah. there's I yeah. The, there's the legality of it, and then there's the wisdom <laughs> of it. And what he did was legal; it just wasn't wise. And and f- for that reason, I, I I find him to be a stereotypical dumb high school dropout cop wannabe. And I don't think right. he's—I don't think he's praiseworthy. I don't think he's someone that we should put up on a pedestal. Robert, thank it you so was much. It was legal
3: for yeah. it, it was legal for him to bring that rifle
2: there. He did—he did not get convicted of any charges at all, uh, in, including wow. being a minor in possession of a of a of a rifle that he was not oh, old enough to, to be able to purchase. I mean, he it was oh, a it was God. a straw purchase for him to have that gun. He was seventeen years old. At the time wow. of the shooting, he had an undeveloped brain, which now at 20 years old, he still has an undeveloped brain, uh, <laughs> quite frankly. I mean, most m- most oh, hey, neurologists hey. will tell you that the human brain doesn't develop until you're 25 or even 29. Uh, I think for a lot of us, we're still working on our, our human brains developing the way that they should. To Miniola we go. Cam is on the Joe Kelly Show. What's up, brother? How are you, Cam? Hey,
4: I'm great. Uh, good to talk to you again. So Border Patrol and this this whole gender-neutral pronoun thing, um, I know that we have people from all around the world coming across the border. However, I would say that um, the majority are probably Spanish-speaking, and I happen to speak Spanish fluently. There is no gender neutrality in Spanish. Even if you were to say uh, something about that person, that person, the only way to say it, is feminine. There's uh, gender inherent in every word in Spanish. What are they supposed to do if they're speaking to these border crossers in Spanish?
2: That's, a, that's a, That is an interesting point, and I can remember from my middle school Spanish class uh, that you that uh, you know I'm certainly no expert on this, but but yeah, to the best of my recollection, you're right. Every word has an a or an o at the end uh, that denotes gender. And, and but, but certainly there is wokeism in Mexico or other Spanish-speaking countries. Uh, have they not developed words that fit that category?
4: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I talk to people almost every day in Spanish uh, from uh, all around the Spanish-speaking world, and I don't talk politics with them, but, you know, in... In hearing people speak, there's certainly nobody who has asked me to address them by specific pronouns in
2: Spanish. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Cam, thank you so much. What a what a, great, uh, what a great perspective you bring to the conversation tonight. Cam, thank you. I appreciate your call. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. Coming up, uh, Donald Trump has big plans for the military. He If he is reelected, and at this point, certainly seems... Uh, Unlikely that he won't be re-elected. How's that for a double negative? It seems likely he will be elected. Uh but he's got big plans for the military in his next term in office. We're gonna break that down for you coming up straight ahead. Don't nobody go nowhere. Speaking about double negatives, we'll continue.
1: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO insightful you tell the truth from your point of view entertaining man that guy is a lot taller than me sounds on the radio and engaging when we hear you on the radio it's a good thing the joe kelly show on wdbo
2: 580 wdbo you can use the open mic in the wdbo app a lot of people want to continue talking about kyle rittenhouse uh kyle rittenhouse has a new book out uh, called acquitted uh and uh he seems to be on a on course to become a a GOP political powerhouse. And I know a lot of people in the GOP hold him in high esteem and see him as a hero. I do not see him as such. I think he's a ding dong uh, that had no business being in Kenosha. Uh, I do agree that in those final seconds in which he did fire off those rounds and killed two people and wounded a third, uh, that he was indeed legally defending himself. He he felt his life uh, was being threatened. And by all accounts, that seems to have been true. Uh, that the people who encountered kyle rittenhouse were trying to kill him now that having been said i think his presence there was terribly unwise and nobody would have threatened his life if he would have stayed home that day nobody would have threatened his life if he wouldn't have been walking up and down the streets of kenosha with a rifle in his hands he was there looking for trouble and he found it.
1: Joe, the guy you just had on that thought it was illegal to carry the rifle, he's an example of half your audience that doesn't know what you mean when you call Kyle Rittenhouse a knucklehead. I get what you mean. You're saying he's not wise. The other half of the people out there think he's doing something illegal. Got to clarify these days, people aren't that
2: smart. Yeah, not everybody. Look, if you don't have a gun, if if you're not part of the gun culture, there was a time in which I was a uh, uh, pre-gun culture, and and I didn't know a whole lot about guns. I only knew what I what I knew about guns from from the media. And uh, unless and until you start taking gun classes, unless and until uh, you start owning guns, unless and until you get down to the gun range and shoot, unless and until you start hanging out with other people that have guns, uh, unless and until you have a concealed handgun license. Uh, And and in my case, I've I've taken the class in five different states Uh, until that time. Uh, I understand a lot of people are ignorant about about what is and what is not legal. And while what he did was legal, uh, it was terribly ill-advised. And, and he, he brought it on himself. He put himself in that situation. Hey, Joe,
0: Mark from Winter Garden. Mark! I wanted to give you peace of mind. You are not sounding like Joe Biden. Nah, thank you. I agree with your opinion regarding Kyle Rittenhouse. I believe the gentleman who referred to you as sounding like Joe Biden. He sounds more like David Duke from the '90s, if uh, people remember who that was. Have a great night. You're doing a great job.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, if if you did, if you missed the guy in the last hour uh, said you're sounding more, you're sounding like Joe Biden, and that's just when someone's trying to they're trying to insult me, they're trying to hurt my feelings, and it generally doesn't work. Uh, you'll have to try a lot harder than that, and and you know my my question was not uh, you know do I sound like Joe Biden? The question was is is this guy a hero? And he he didn't answer the question. He instead just went for an insult, which you know hey that's 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 his prerogative.
0: Hey Joe, this is James in Deltona. What's up, James? Our Rittenhouse is not a hero. He is an American citizen who is doing his rightful thing to do. Move along the country freely. <laughs> Um, he went there to protect others' property. He was granted access to that property. Um, he did not defend the property. He defended himself. Those people went after him. They went after him. He is not in the wrong.
2: Right. Uh, 100%. He, They went after him. And most certainly, as I said, those final 10 seconds of that incident there on the streets of Kenosha, he was well within his bounds, well within the law. Uh, to shoot in self-defense, which is why he was acquitted. I I don't disagree at all with that. He just shouldn't have been there. And Kyle Rittenhouse agrees. He has said multiple times since then that going there was a mistake. He shouldn't have gone there. Uh, That was a mistake to do that, and I agree. In regards to Kyle, um, based on the evidence, uh, he was protecting himself. Yeah,
4: And if I was in that same situation, I would definitely protect myself as well.
2: Yeah, but I feel like you'd be smart enough to not be in that situation. That, And that's the point. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to shoot somebody. Don't take a gun to a gunfight. Stay home. Stay out of it. Especially when you're a, a 17-year-old kid who obtained a gun illegally in the first place. 844-580-WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app.
1: This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I
2: make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news.
1: Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO.
2: All right, Donald Trump. Donald Trump says that he was prevented during his presidency from using the military... To quell violence in primarily Democratic cities and states, he called New York and Chicago crime dens and said he wanted to send the military to the crime dens. But his advisers urged him not to. They said just let the let the crime run its course there and and, you know, they'll pay the price for it on a local level. Well, Trump has said that he's not going to do that in a second term. Uh, if Trump is elected to a second term but at this point, it seems a foregone conclusion. Uh, he has not spelled out precisely how he might use the military during his second term. But he and his advisors have suggested that they would have wide latitude to call up units. Uh, now, the irony is not lost on me, at least, that they, they plan on using the Insurrection Act. Uh, the very same thing that Donald Trump is accused by the left of, of doing, uh, you know, mounting an insurrection from January 6th. Uh, He's going to use the Insurrection Act, which allows presidents to call on reserve or active duty military units to respond to unrest in the states. Uh, It is an authority uh, that is not reviewable by the courts. He would have supreme control over the Insurrection Act and the... Ability to call up reserve or active duty military units. The primary constraint for why president, presidents in the past have not used this, you know, if you go back to the Vietnam protests, if you go back to the Black Lives Matter protest, if you go back to, you know, any other time in American history and we had protests on the streets. Uh, the primary reason why a president hasn't done this is they've never wanted to be seen as the president who sent tanks rolling down Main Street, USA. Donald Trump would not have a problem with that. Um, so it's unclear how Donald Trump would use that. But do you support, do you support Donald Trump using the military? Do you want to see uh, armed members of the armed forces? It's kind of redundant now, isn't it? Do you want to see armed members of our, uh, of our U.S. military services uh, marching up and down our streets in tanks and in other military vehicles, helicopters, Planes, jets, fighter jets, and the like. Do you want to see them flying over the United States? I will say that. Now let, let let that thought sink in. If you if you think Donald Trump should should do that, let that thought sink in. Now imagine, on the off chance that Donald Trump doesn't win the presidency, and say Joe Biden wins re-election. Do you still support the plan for the president to send out troops? into the streets of the United States. That's the problem with using the Insurrection Act that way. And that's the problem with supporting the use of the Insurrection Act that way. Is if you think it's a good idea for Donald Trump to do it, would you not also argue that a subsequent president should also do it? Or do you think that only Donald Trump, should have the ability, would have the mindset to release troops into the streets of the United States. I, I'm i with his advisors from his first campaign, and that is, that's a local issue. And let the local authorities deal with it. If Chicagoans continue to vote for Democrat uh, governments, if New Yorkans, New Yorkans, New Yorkers, I like New Yorkans, If New Yorkans continue to vote for Democrat leaders, you you get the you get the government that you deserve. If you're electing leaders who who uh, who, you know, are going to embrace sanctuary city status, you get the government you deserve. This is this is what you get, New York. This is what you get, Chicago. This is what you get, San Francisco, all three of your cities are hell holes right now. We were literally planning out some of our, our summer vacation plans. And for a millisecond, we entertained the idea of going to New York. We, th- we thought about taking the twins, Han and Chewy, to New York. And we decided, you know what? Nope, we're, we are not going to New York, not now. It's a terrible time to be in New York. It's a terrible time to be in San Francisco. It's a terrible time to be in Chicago. And I don't want to see military tanks going up and down Main Street, USA. And by that, I don't mean (laughs) Magic Kingdom. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. Let me stay in New York City for just a moment. So New York City has enacted a new law banning discrimination based on weight and height. So of the protected classes that they have in New York City, age, gender, race, and religion, now a person's weight and height will also be considered a protected identity under the law. The law will bring fat discrimination under the jurisdiction of the New York's Commission on Human Rights. The bill was sponsored by City Councilman Sean Abreu, who was inspired to propose the bill after gaining weight during the pandemic and noticing that people didn't treat him the same as when he weighed less. With a law like this in place, he believes that it would dissuade employers from discriminating against fat people. He says, it's also about changing the culture and how we think about weight. Lawmakers in Albany, which is their state capital, are considering bringing a law that mirrors the one that they have in the Big Apple, which means they want to make it a statewide law to put height and weight in the protected class. So what exactly would that look like? Well, just a a tiny example, so to speak. Uh, If... If a college student, if, a, if an obese college student complains that the desks are too small to fit his or her body size, then he or she or whatever pronouns that person goes by can sue the school. Think of things like ADA, Americans with Disability Act. It's the same thing. So do you think this is going to help those who are overweight or do you think this is going to have a detrimental effect to those who have weight problems? And and are we just making it more acceptable to be unhealthy in today's society rather than encouraging healthy, healthy eating, healthy bodies, healthy exercise, everything in moderation? What do you guys think? 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app.
1: The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. Join the conversation now by using the open mic in the WDBO app. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO.
3: Joe, I just want to say this. Sometimes it doesn't
0: matter how you eat, what you eat, when you eat, how much you exercise, how little you exercise, you can be doing everything 100% right and still not be able to get that extra weight off. Sometimes it's just unexplainable.
2: And, you know, in the brief amount of time we have to talk about this here on the radio tonight, uh, I'm not giving the story the compassion that it deserves because you're absolutely right. And as someone, myself, who uh, for really the totality of my life, I'm 56 years old and I could wear the same jeans today that I wore in high school. Uh, I am 6'2 and... Uh, I, I weighed myself, I think two nights ago, and I was one hundred and sixty three pounds. so I have been a bean pole my entire life. Losing weight has never ever ever been something that crossed my mind. Uh, losing weight in my world is dangerous i i I am in a constant battle to keep weight on, so I have a weight problem, but it is the opposite weight problem that most people have. And I know right now you're going, "Oh man, you're so lucky." No, I'm not. It a weight problem is a weight problem. And and I'm well aware that that there are people who are obese, people who are overweight that are doing all the right things and eating all the right foods. They're getting the exercise, doing everything uh, within their power to lose weight. Um, And my, my thoughts on this have evolved over the years. Uh, I I was much more arrogant uh, as, as a young man than I am today. And I am much more compassionate today than I was as a young man. And I, I used to look at people overweight and, and think less of them that they weren't trying hard enough or that they, uh, we're simply slackers or you know any number of things. And I I, I look at people today that are overweight and I, I have nothing but compassion for them and love for them and I and I understand that the the battles that they face and it's tough. I mean it is I, I know how tough it is for me to keep just to keep from losing weight. I have got to eat continuously to keep from losing weight, and I—I'll be honest with you—I hate eating. I hate it. So I hate eating the way you know, an obese person may hate dieting. I—I I hate it. Eating is one of my least favorite things to do. And honestly, I'm rarely ever hungry. So it's frustrating for me, and and I get that. I uh, and uh, those who are struggling with weight issues, uh, you have nothing but my uh, compassion and understanding and love. And, uh, and I appreciate the struggle that you're dealing with. Don't forget to check out the Joe Kelly Show podcast. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us here tonight. The uh, third hour of the Sean Hannity Show. It's coming up next. Stay with us.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,